What's good, guys? It's your host, Adrian Evans. Welcome to the Black Wealth Media Podcast, where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and we talk about how we can create wealth and build legacy within the black community. Let's get into this episode. Today's episode is sponsored by SC Cosmetics. SE Cosmetics is a brand that was created by Samari Evans, a certified chemist. The brand consists of natural makeup products such as lip balms, eyeshadows, lipsticks, lip scrubs, and many other natural products. Shop at secosmetics.com or come visit in-store at 3710 Renoda Road, Winston-Salem, NC 27106. Yo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? How's everything going, my brother? Pretty good. I can't complain. Yes, sir. All right. Can you hear me? Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, you sound good. All right, perfect, perfect. All right, man. You ready to get started? Let's get it going, man. Let's get it. All right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Black World Media Podcast. I got a special guest. His name is DJ Banks. Uh, DJ is a serial entrepreneur. He does a lot of things, man. You do a lot of things. Why don't you go ahead and just tell everybody, you know, who you are and, you know, what you all about, man? Most definitely. Um, I'll give you my whole little drop. Um, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mr. Daniel Banks, a.k.a. DJ Banks, CEO of We Are Jersey ENT, We Are Jersey Magazine, and We Are Jersey Diamonds. And I'm just happy to be here, man. Big shout out to Black Wealth Media. You already know. Thank you. Thank you, man. So tell me, man. Um. One thing I noticed is that you're in you're into music. Um, how did you get into that? So music has always been a real important part of my life. Um, it's a big outlet for me, especially when it comes to um, self-expression, anything that has to do with emotions, you know, kind of what you're feeling in the moment. Uh, when it came to the aspect of DJing and everything, I just love hearing uh, blends of music, you know, not hearing the full song, kind of just hearing a lot of transitions of music, hearing the instruments, the sounds. It's funny because I don't play instruments, but I'm just really good at hearing um, or tuning into what the instruments sound like over the track, you know, like kind of tuning into it. So it's kind of interesting. I don't play any instruments. I guess my only instrument would be my turntables. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> I guess that in and of itself would be an instrument, I guess, if you a new yeah. modern day instrument nowadays, you know? Most definitely, most definitely. So, um, with you say you have a magazine company, you have a modeling agency, correct? Yes, sir. And then you're also a DJ, um, and then you're a published photographer. So, yep. um, how are you able to balance all of that out and wear so many hats? Um, it you know it took a lot of time. I've been pretty. I'm 28 right now, so I've been doing. Um, a lot of the being in, in the entertainment industry since I was about 19. So around that time, pretty much when I was in uh, junior college, I was uh, I got real big into the party scene in the sense of um, promoting events. And then, like I said, my DJ uh, history started around that time. It, it was like 17, 18, but I started taking it real serious around like 19 years old. And from there, I just wanted to provide a space for all of my friends and my business partner, B. Big shout out to her. Um, and, and us just being able to provide a safe environment for our friends to come and party, you know. So from there, we just uh, learned how to kind of balance everything when it came to business. And then it kind of grew itself. You know, it's been a blessing um, from that point on. So for me, um, when it comes to balance, 
my Google Calendar is everything, bro. Like yeah. everything. <laughs> I, I think honestly, like if I don't have that calendar, I won't know what to do the next day. I'm just like, okay, like I don't even know what to, what's going on. So like that is that is um it, it's like it's the Bible and then it's my calendar. <laughs> like that's yeah. literally how it goes, you know, as far as uh important uh factors in my life when it comes to the way that I balance everything. So Definitely my Google Calendar. Um, for any entrepreneur out there, I definitely would say you gotta have some method of organizing, whether it is writing stuff down, um, a to-do list, or simply like your Gmail Google Calendar, because you get the notifications, you can schedule stuff, and then you can kind of plan out things, you know, how it needs to be planned out. Um, so you know, one thing one thing I noticed is that um when you were talking about like all the things that you do, um, I, I wanted to like I, I wanted to know like what is it that what is it that drives you personally? Okay, uh, a lot of things. A lot. That's actually a good question. A lot of things drive me personally. I love, I love people, man. I enjoy seeing people elevate. You know, um, I am not selfish with any material that I material knowledge or anything that I find out or gain. Um, I'm all about giving away free game. You know, I really do enjoy uplifting people and giving them opportunities with our um, well-known foundation and giving them opportunities to really shine and come on the platform and, you know, show their talents off and, you know, show the consistency of how hard they have, you know, how hard their drive is. And I think honestly, seeing a lot of people really go for their goals is it really drives me to go even harder because I'm like, if I have something of value that people can benefit from and I see people benefiting from it, I'm just going to go even harder, you know, like yeah. it, your product, when your product can really manifest, you know, for other people, not just yourself, it drives you to want to make it even bigger so that you can manifest even more goals, you know, for people. So that's a big driving factor for me, just like really, being a people person and kind of instilling in them like, you know, an opportunity that is very valuable, especially in this day and age. And because we know about the technology, we know about the, the, the behind the scenes stuff that has to happen to, you know, all those different factors and tools that we wouldn't have known, um, you know, 10 years ago, basically that we know now I'd rather people know it, you know, when they first are on the scene rather than have to go through, you know, basically nine, 10 years of how to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and I noticed you said uh, when you were like 18, 19, you got into the party scene and then that's when you started. You were also in the entertainment industry. Before that, did you have um, like where did you see yourself and what were you doing? Uh, prior to I want to say that wow, we're going way back now. Well, not way back, but I'm not that old. <laughs> we're going back a little bit. Um it's funny because I, I'm also a, a social worker too, so I have a nine to five. Okay. On top, on top of all this, um, so that's always been a fun little balance. <laughs> uh, work, you know, working a regular job and helping those type of that population of people, and then also you know working in the population of entertainment that I do. So sometimes it goes hand in hand depending on you know the circumstances, just because of you know the way you have to interact with people and your professionalism. That's always good to gain knowledge in both uh, lanes and avenues, but um, prior to getting into the industry, I I was gonna be like an electrician, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I anything has to do with putting things together, very hands on, um, like to build things, put things together. So it's like a little hobby. So if there was anything I was gonna do prior to entertainment, 
I probably would have been an electrician and then eventually got into some kind, some type of uh, construction. Okay, okay. Now you said you have a you got a full time job and then you have all these different businesses, man. Why why have a full time job and have businesses at the same time? And and why why do you feel uh, that you can do that? So again, like you said, that goes back to like the balance. I've always yeah. had a passion. I've always had a passion. Um, for people anyway, to help them in the industry and outside of it. So okay. um, I, I work in the substance abuse field, right? And uh, it's funny that substance abuse in our entertainment industry is really big. So yeah. for, me to, for me to have the knowledge about that um, and mental health and all those other, you know, kind of knowledge that I gain in my field, it does benefit me to help the industry more because I can, you know, coach people about certain things about mental health, about drugs, about certain things that, you know, they may go through you know, while they're being pressured to go so hard in their field. And some of those things you won't know unless you like do kind of the background research. So my, my career for me, besides helping people in the world, is also just learning that background knowledge about what art, what, you know, artists in the game kind of go through yeah. behind the scenes with therapists, behind the scenes with counselors that kind of help them get to that next stage, you know, or, you know, in a sense and coach them to continue to improve themselves and not, you know, go down a different route, you know, of, uh, of um, self-medicating and everything like that. So that's kind of my passion for it, where it's turned into when it came to the aspect of having a nine to five. And then, you know, of course, once, once your business can, you know, start to sustain you, then I just will take these tools and then just apply it to the game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, so like, do you, when, when would you say you, like, when can you see yourself going like full-time entrepreneur? I mean, you are a full-time entrepreneur, but like, do you ever see yourself officially leaving the job and then just focusing on your business or, uh, or is that something that you feel like, you know, you can do for a long time? I feel like for now, um, financially is, is, it helps sustain, you know, obviously a roof over my head, my nine to five. Yeah. And my, entre- uh, my entrepreneurial business helps me, helps me to invest in, like, making the business broader. So once these investments and, obviously, sponsorships and everything come along the way, um, then I'll be able to, you know, get out of that aspect of working nine to five. And Because eventually I'm going to have my own practice anyway. So it's always going to be a part of my life. You know, being yeah. a social worker is sure. always going to be a part of my life. But as far as working for myself full time where I can do my own, practice my own business and then everything just kind of sustain itself it won't it won't be that long i give it the next couple of years so we got some big things on the way you know right now okay, i'm okay. I, i'm actually going back to my master's degree now okay um, so i'm basically finishing up my last part of school i'll be done in may 2023 and then after that it's on and popping right there okay 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 now con now now you know just kind of shifting the conversation a little bit to go you know a little bit further back man what was it like for you growing up and what kind of people or what kind of things influenced you to be the person you are today um i'm very family oriented uh my um my family is like uh the biggest support when it comes to me especially uh, my mother my uncle my uncle passed away recently um and like my entire family and my friends, like my village support, like you know when they say it takes a village. Oh that yeah, was my, sure. that was my life. That was my life growing up in a single uh, parent household, and just always having that drive to 
uh, get, you know, get to the next level in my life. I really wanted to, um, you know, make an impact somewhere <laughs> that I could just have my foot in the ground real deep, real tight, and then just kind of, you know, take off from there. And the fact that I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say that it was always in agreement when it came to like, you know, some of my decisions, because, you know, when it comes to the, the party scene, you know, your family doesn't always want to see you out till two or three o'clock in the morning, and, you know, and you're coming home late, they want you to be safe. So there was, you know, there was some pushback when it came to certain things. But then once my family started seeing the vision of what I was pushing to do, and then they see, okay, you know, he's safe, everything's working out, he's surrounded by, you know, people with the same kind of drive, he's balancing, you know, school, because remember, I was young, too, so I had to balance, like, junior college and everything like that and you know even leaving high school had to balance all those different things on top of that too so with those lanes you know my family was a big support um my family always told me to go you know go for it when it came to i I never really asked my family for a lot when it came to starting my business my mother bought my first turntable actually for me um, years ago uh it was a small turntable too it was a tractor turntable so that's how i started um, DJ and everything, and from there, obviously, I just invested in myself with gigs and just you know over time being able to build this big like over 10k worth of equipment, you know. So it's yeah, it's been a blessing definitely to be able to just get this far. But family has been the ultimate like support system, and like you know my close friends that I still have next to me definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, when you said you know it takes a village, man, that made me think about. You know, right now I have a one-year-old son, me and my wife. And so we're not the only ones raising them. You know, granted, we are the parents, but, you know, we've got, you know, her parents, her her father, you know, his his gaga. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We've got aunts and uncles. Everybody's involved. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I definitely Most definitely. Agree with that. Most definitely. I, I definitely. I definitely would be doing the same thing when it comes to whenever I have kids. Um. My my key thing is to just you know finish up some finish up school and get everything you know some things in order and then I'm yeah. definitely popping them out too brother definitely because <laughs> they come definitely <laughs> definitely definitely so man you know um so talk about the your magazine tell us a little bit more about that so Real Jersey Magazine um is turning seven this year in September okay. actually next exactly. month thank you September fifteenth actually is going to be seven years old sometimes it's crazy i'm like dang we've been here that long that's crazy <laughs> but yeah. um so our magazine is something that has been branded it's like it's a it's a big networking promotional branding magazine that you could pretty much do anything anything as far as entertainment goes anything that as far as um from from being a novelist to being a tattoo artist to being an actual music artist to being um, a, a clothing company, like you name it, <laughs> you could be a part of the magazine. It's entertainment as a whole. I know sometimes we put entertainment in a box of like just music industry, but we put it in the avenues of every type of entertainment. I could have a painter in there. You know, I just we love to hear driving thriving stories of people that are out here really making impacts in not just the industry, but in, you know, in people's lives, everybody has like, you know, stories and what inspires them to be, you know, what they are and what drives them to be, you know, to be, to want to become what they are looking to get into. So 
our platform is, is utilized to basically enhance that story because we also have amazing, talented writers that are going to pull information out of you with the context of questions that are going to be submitted to you. So it's not something where we just, you know, we do an interview, we put your mics in, that's it. Like we look to get the best bio out of you to, you know, to really um, dive deep because our audience and our readers, they really are keen on the wordplay and they want to know something about you. You know, you know, it's not just, oh, follow me. You know, I was on the platform. Boom. It's like, no, you we want to know about the story so that we can start supporting your vision. So it's really just to enhance the vision of what you are already you know, looking to do with yourself. And from there, we just provide the audience. That's really what it is. OK, OK. Now, when it comes to building an audience, like when it comes to putting the magazine together and then building an audience, what's that process like? So I have uh, an amazing creative director, uh, my boy, Kim, big shout out to him. Um, he designs my magazine. Uh, my business partner, B, she was doing it for a long time, but now we have him doing it. And honestly, the process is, it's got, it's kind of amazing how the whole uh, magazine uh, develops because every single issue is different. That's yeah. one thing I'll say, like the context of how we do our templates and everything um, it is different every single time because we want to capture different audience viewpoints every time. We don't want just the same people reading it, even though that's amazing. We love our long-term fans and everything, but we want to, you know, we want to continue to push further. So yeah. the process of it, it pretty much is, um, we're a bi-monthly magazine. So every two months we come out, um, and that's just to give people time to, you know, read the last issue, uh, listen to the interviews that we conducted. And then just kind of, you know, build up that anticipation for that next issue. And behind the scenes, we're pretty much scheduling. Uh, we schedule like two or three issues in advance every single time. Like we always know, like, you know, how we're going to do certain covers, who's going to be. What's up, guys? I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, I want you to take a screenshot of yourself listening. And I want you to tag at underscore the Black Book Media Pod. That'll be a big help as far as getting the message out. Also, I want you to go ahead and leave a five-star review and go ahead and subscribe. And let's get back to the show. Certain inserts, ads, you know, we pretty much spread it out because there's a lot of submissions. Thank God, but there's a lot of submissions that, you know, come across. So there's a lot of yeah. behind-the-scenes work that myself and my team have to, you know, research and do things. So that's why I say teamwork is definitely what has gotten this magazine um, part of the company this far by just, you know, my team. So my team is like big shout out to them because without them, a lot of this wouldn't be possible. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, speaking of teamwork, what do you think it takes or what did it take you to build the solid team that you have today? Um, I'm going to say trial and error. You know, we've, like I said, I, I mean, I want to say myself and my business partner, B, we've been in the game now for about, let's say, about 10 years, just to put a round number to it. And um, even, you know, before starting the magazine and everything. And there was a lot of, you know, collaborations and partnerships that we had to, you know, do a lot of trial and error to kind of learn and see um, what worked for us. You know, some things worked out, some things didn't, but it was never on a bad blood notice. You know, it was always like, yeah. all right, we're just going to separate at this time and you go your direction we go ours. so with this industry um it a lot of it is trial and error when it comes to what works for your vision 
And, you know, a lot of people will come and say, I can do this. I can benefit you this or do that, do that. And sometimes we'll go for it. Sometimes we won't. Sometimes we'll say, oh, we should have. Sometimes we'll say, oh, it's a good thing we didn't, yeah. you know. Um, so it really just depends on um, what you're looking you know, and, and energy is everything. Energy and great That's vibes is everything, you know. Um, one thing I can say for my team is when it comes to effectiveness, we're going to make sure that we um, – we're going to make sure that we execute it 100%. And as long as you're giving 100%, we're going to give it 10 times back and make sure that it's, you know, efficient. Most definitely, definitely. Um, So, you know, when it, like, what what's the process like of putting a magazine together and then getting it out in the public? What's that like? So because we already have our template and everything um, put together, like it's custom to whatever program that we use, uh, once we get, you know, the, the the I guess you want to say the lineup of who's going to be in a magazine, we figure out the order. Um, obviously, the table of context is very important. Yeah. Uh, uh, so once that is in order and we have and every issue has a theme, every issue has a theme. So we don't just put someone in an issue that won't benefit them, you know. Um, it just depends on what the theme may be that year, that that month. Like I know for March, that was a uh, women's empowerment. So that was all about um, women doing big things in the industry right now. Like who's yeah. making those power moves and uplifting women, you know, and those types of avenues. So when I say theme, like those are the type of things I'm talking about. Um, yeah. And then like some things, some things we might just concentrate around music. Some things we might concentrate around the art. So you might have a clothing line an artist and maybe a novelist like you know so every issue is a little bit different the way that we build it because we want to continue to keep people's eye and attention we don't want you to think it's the same thing all the time yeah. so it's, re it's really just um it's really just a mix and match when it comes to the magazine issue and once we we finish the format get the interviews out the way of who we're going to interview the 15th every two months and it's dropped at 6 p.m mm, okay okay all right so, you know, a little bit of a shift. Um, so where did you get the idea to come up with a modeling agency? So our model agency is uh, will be six. So that was pretty much a year after we did the magazine. So okay. it, they'll be six years old. They actually just turned six in March. Okay. Yeah. So the model agency is six years. So with that part now, like I said, so we started off with, just doing parties and stuff right so yeah. we've always had like i want to say promotional and branding girls that we knew um that always you know came with us to events and we just kind of rolled like that we always rolled deep you know um and then over time we were thinking okay we also want to be able to place models in the magazine in our own gear and other people's gear to kind of start, you know, showing advertising, branding and promotion to show everybody that we, you know, we're able to, to do this in a different way than just putting somebody in the magazine. Like we could actually, you know, have like some inserts that, you know, will also benefit. You don't have to, you know, make the magazine as your entire brand, but we can, you know, put a, a shirt or a skirt or some jeans and some sneakers, a hat, you know, something on a model and then put it in the insert, you know, now you, now boom, you already have, yourself published you know it's almost it's automatic like once you get in the magazine you're published immediately so that's pretty that's been a pretty good benefit um and then afterwards myself and b we sat down and said you know we really feel like we can help develop a really cool intense model agency that are, are very classy women 
different shades um, when it comes to skin tone and everything that are very professional and they're entrepreneurs themselves. Um, one thing that we strive for when it comes to when we recruit models is someone to have that same drive and entrepreneurial mindset um, to be able to want to give back to the next model. You know what I'm saying? So it's never one of those things where it's like trying to outshine each other or who gets more gigs, who does that, who does this. It's more so like we want to build business women, you know, um, modeling is usually just a, a, a piece of it. Uh, a lot of these girls have their own businesses that they developed while being on our team. Some um, some models have their own clothing companies. Some models have their own merch. They might be you know have pictures on uh, books, lighters, calendars. You can name it. And then you have some that have like their own shade business, and they have then some are creative directors and some are stylists. Like so, it's just modeling is like a, a quarter of what they do. You know, like if they were looking to to build and uplift business women to be independent, you know. So our our agency is just like an overhead for this a lot of the great things that they already do. Some of them developed and a lot of them developed it while being on the team. So it's been okay. kind of cool watching, you know, all that develop. Okay. Okay. Um and so like as far as finding the models, like is that a hard process or is that like, you know, if you have like a big network, is that something easy? Is that something that comes easy to you? I want to say when we first started um, the agency, it was probably a little bit difficult six years ago, only because, you know, it's, it's a trust factor. You got to build. It's like, okay, we have a model team. You want to be on the team. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a trial and error. You, you, it was easy to get some, um, some, you know, some party ways, well, like I said, it was never on the tip where it was beef or any bad blood. It was just, you know, it yeah. may have not been the vision that they wanted for themselves at the time, especially once we started getting the gears rolling and the demand and the time, because that it does take a lot of time with the things that they have to do. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's about balance too. Some people have, you know, wanted to start other careers and everything. So that's fine. I feel once we really established what the goals were for our branding purposes with our models, which, like I said, is to build and uplift um, businesswomen in the industry for them to become independent of themselves and have supplemental income on top of being a dope model. Uh, yeah. Once once that vision came to pass and we and, and starting to build the foundation that we did with the magazine and the entertainment part of it, it kind of, you know, um, flew, it kind of smoothed itself out and flowed necessarily like how it is now. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. Now, you know, one, one, one of my last questions I want to ask you, man, I'm very curious. Um, so, you know, seeing that you do wear many hats, man, what's a typical day like for you? Like from morning to, you know, when it's time to go to bed? Are we talking about doing the week or on the weekend? <laughs> hey, both. You can give me the whole spill, man. Oh, man. We're going to be here for an hour. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, so a nine to five day, let, let's, all right, let's do like a busy nine to five day. So a busy okay. nine to five day, I uh, would be wake up at like seven o'clock in the morning, get yourself together, get some breakfast, take a shower, you know, get all that sweat off of you, <laughs> you know, brush your teeth because that morning breath be serious. And, <laughs> um, you know, uh, go, I go to work, you know, nine to five. And then from there, um, after that, I might go do a photo shoot at six. And then from six to nine, I'm in the studio. <laughs> oh, man. And then okay. I go and, and then I go home. Um. If I don't work out, I'll just shower and go to sleep. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's could be a that that for me is like a long day. You're talking about from <laughs> seven, eight o'clock in the morning to yeah. about nine, ten at night. Yeah, you want to go home and crash. Yeah. <laughs> now the weekends, my weekends fly, unfortunately. Yeah. Like yeah. it from Friday, like I'm for example, oh, how do I explain this? Okay, so for example, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you this weekend for example, right? All right. So this Friday, um, I have my nine to five job, and then I have to do a birthday shoot for um, a model of mine, uh, and that's going to be at six o'clock. That's going to probably be till like ten o'clock at night, right? Oh, then the, yeah. Then the next day, um, I have to do a photo shoot about an hour away from my destination at a sunflower garden, and then come back and at five o'clock do another shoot that's going to be till probably like eight nine o'clock at night, right? Then oh Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, I don't know if you're in the area, but Sunday we have our network day party that I'm DJing. That's going to be from two o'clock in the afternoon till about seven. Right. Yeah. So and then I get it. And then after that, that's kind of a little bit of a break, I guess you would say. <laughs> and then Monday, which is Labor Day, I have to do a photo shoot on Monday, I guess, around 12. So that's how my weekend is gonna go this weekend. <laughs> oh my god, straight grinding, man. <laughs> straight up, brother. I mean, we and like I said, because I'm back in school now, my time is very, very limited. So I have to so these are like those little gaps that I'm talking about. Yeah. That um I have to get certain things done on top of balancing my education again. So it's gonna be so you know, a lot of balance, a lot of prayer, a lot of patience. A lot of working out, a lot of working out, because that's how I release a lot of stress. And then, um, yeah, man, we just kind of go for it. But the grind doesn't stop when it comes to this industry, man. It doesn't stop. The people that stop are the ones that aren't, you know, trying to get to that next level. And again, I'm not saying that things can't happen in life, but um, I, you know, I've been through a lot too in my life. I've seen, you know, people pass away that were really close to me, and we still had to grind. You know, just a lot of things that go on in life, you know, uh, situations where you didn't have a lot of money, you know, and have to scrape and scratch and do different things here and there to try to figure it out, like been there, done it. So when people tell me about certain hardships, I say, I still, you still, you just got to push. You got to push, you got to press through it to get to where you, you, what your goal is. It's easier said than done because, yeah. you know, if somebody, if somebody told me this, then I would say, you're full of shit, you know? I don't yeah. know if we, I know we curse, but I'm saying, like, you know, you're full of shit. <laughs> you know, I say you're full of, of it because you know when it's all said and done, it's like this is this is not an easy industry, especially when you're trying to balance what would be considered a normal life, like a nine to five, and then your entrepreneurial life. But if you have a very motivating team, which is what I do, and people that are just creators, sometimes my team tells me what they're gonna do, and I'm like, that's dope. <laughs> like, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's great to have a team where you guys all have the same ideas of a vision for the company and we could just all push together. So teamwork definitely on this squad makes the dream work. Most definitely. Okay. Okay. All right, man. Well, you know what? My, uh, my last question to you is, man, um, what kind of advice, you know, as, as a lead, as a leader that you are and a business owner, what kind of advice would you give to, you know, a young black man or a young black woman that wants to go into entrepreneurship and that wants to have many different businesses? I love that question. Um, how do I want to answer this? There's a lot. This, I told you that could be like a whole hour conversation. By <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to give you like the short version. Of the 
Um, the one thing I would say to my young fellow um, entrepreneurs that are seeking to get into the industry and want to be an entrepreneur, any field you want to be an entrepreneur, um, I want to say uh, balance and consistency. One thing I know and I've noticed when it comes to a lot of entrepreneurs and why they don't necessarily succeed is because of the lack of balance and consistency and then also self-motivation. I want to say one of my best things that I learned um, from being in the industry so long is self-care. Um, I know how to take off a weekend and be like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I know how to be like, I need to get laundry done this weekend. <laughs> I need to I need to be a normal human being of society for this weekend and do laundry, clean the house. Because also, you know, the space that you live in is the space that you is where your thoughts start to run. So if your space of where you lay your head at is not clear, how can you have clear ideas for what you want to thrive for in your business? Now, it's good to have outlets like you go to the library, you go to a friend's house, you go to the studio. But when you come home, your self-care routine is where it's most you know prominent. That's where your ideas, you could wake up with an idea because the space is clear. So I tell a lot of entrepreneurs, unless you're a big clothing brand that needs to have clothes all over the place because you're sewing 24-7, which I get, uh, you know, create a space or a room somewhere that you could actually think clearly. If, um, have, some, have something to write on or have your phone notes always ready to type ideas, you know, and then run them by somebody, you know, run them by a third party, run them by somebody you don't even know. Because when it's all said and done, you know, first of all, no idea is the dumb idea, you know, at something will pop with it, but also align yourself with the right people that are going to encourage you. And if they feel the idea is not what it, where it can be, that's because it could probably be something better. It should never be something where they're, um, I want to say diminishing your idea or like not, um, encouraging you to you know go to your best potential it should be more like oh well what you're thinking is actually something in the middle how can we bring this even higher you know that's mm -hmm. something that myself and my team do like it's like i like what you said now what if we added this to it you know what i'm saying like kind of like let's let's find people to surround ourselves with that will add on to our ideas not take away from it so that's one thing i'll say to entrepreneurs definitely that want to get into this field consistency balance Self-motivating and definitely self-care. That is big, big, big. Know what it's like to take off. It is okay. Um, and I mean, a lot of people tell me, you know, but I do this by myself. I said, but listen, if you have a, if you're, if you're already consistent, when you take off, they won't even know you're taking off. That's the mm. key part. Because when you're consistent and you're posting all the time and you will have like three, four, five posts already up that people could just go back and look at, like, you could take off for three, four days and they or take off, you know, a Friday to Sunday and they and go right back to a Monday and it'll be like, you never left because you just they don't even know you took a break. This time yeah. I'm out the country and people don't even know I'm out the country. <laughs> you know, and I'm self-caring, but the business is still running. Yeah. You know, and it looks like I'm still there, but I'm really not. So that's what I'm saying as far as like you gotta have a certain kind of balance. And you know, like I said, it's not easy building a team that you can trust with, you know, something that you really care about when it comes to your vision and what you're looking for. So that's why I say align yourself with people that have that same mindset of motivating each other, will never put each other down. No idea is a bad idea. And you know, if anything, we should be encouraging each other to work together. 
Okay, that's solid, man. That's solid. Okay. Most definitely. Um, so so man, uh, you know, first of all, I want to say thank you for letting me, you know, interview, man. Appreciate it, man. This has been great, man. Black Wealth Media, most definitely. This is this has been great. For sure, for sure. And uh, and I also want to say, man, I definitely commend you for, you know, just grinding, man, just getting it and being on the move all the time. I definitely commend you for that. I appreciate that. I yeah. definitely appreciate that. Well, all right, guys, man, that's the end of the episode. Again, I had DJ Banks. Um, guys, I hope you were able to learn something. I hope you were able to take notes because dude definitely dropped some gems. Um, and that's it, man. That's the, that's the end of the episode, guys. We out. Peace. Appreciate it. What's up, guys? It's me again. So tell me, what did you think about the show? I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag at underscore the Black Wealth Media Pod and share this on your Instagram stories with your friends. That would be very appreciated. Also, go inside the podcast app to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and a five-star review. This helps us get the message across all over the world so more people can listen. On top of that, I really do hope you guys enjoy the show. And I'll see you next week on the Black Wealth Media Podcast.